Blog Talk Radio.
All right. Well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. You can reach out to us if you have any prayer requests at prayerinternational at gmail.com. You can always go to our website at www.prayerinternational.org. And, of course, we're on Facebook, so you can always look at the Prayer International page on Facebook. So last time we were with you, uh, of course, Sean did a show a couple nights ago. But uh, last time I was with you guys, I talked about the battle for your soul. And I wanted to follow up with that a little bit. Uh, what we'll do is we'll recap very briefly. We we talked about Ephesians. We talked about weapons of war. We talked about different tools and weapons that the Lord's given us to fight with. But I really wanted to put an emphasis on the Lord and really what our position is in this battle. So I want to go over that for a little bit, and then we'll still recap some. Of course, you can always go back to our archives. Um, the majority of the shows that we do are archived, so... You can get to them on your own time. Uh, you can always go back to re-listen. And we encourage you to do so if you've missed some broadcasts or you'd like to find out more information, you need more education, or you just you know want to just follow up with what we're doing here. You can always check out the archives on Blog Talk Radio. So let's open up in a word of prayer and see where we're going tonight. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Father, we thank you for Jesus, for the sacrifice that you made. We thank you for your salvation that you've given to all men, to all women, to anyone that would call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've given to us to lead us and guide us into all truth. We pray tonight, Lord, that you would teach us your word, you would show us the truth of your word and just help us to process that and apply that to our lives so we can know you more. And Father, we just pray for those that are listening tonight that are going through trials, going through struggles, that are facing circumstances and consequences and things that are too great for them. And Father, we pray, Lord, that you would fight their battles for them, Lord, that you would show up in their midst show up on their behalf. Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that you would touch every person listening. In the name of Jesus, amen. So I wanted to start off, uh, if you were keeping up with the way we titled the show, we actually titled it The Battle for Your Soul Part 2. And in Zechariah 4, 6, it says, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. It is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And I want us to think about that for a minute. You know, a lot of times we're facing situations, and it's really easy to run to different opinions, run to different people and get their opinion on the situation that we're facing. Sometimes we try to do things in our own strength. Sometimes we try to do things that maybe we were taught by our parents, good or bad. And every situation, every circumstance that we face cannot be handled the same way all the time. 
I'd like to say that there's a formula. I'd like to say that, you know, if you do A, B, and C, then you'll get this result. But we all know that life sometimes throws a curveball at us. Sometimes we go through some things that we just can't always figure out. But, you know, the Bible says that we're to trust in the Lord with all our hearts in the Proverbs Chapter 3, verse 4 and 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct our paths. And a lot of times we try to go about things our own way. We try to do things that seem familiar, and it doesn't always pan out. But here in the book of Zerubbabel, Or in Zechariah, rather, I'm sorry, it says, The word of the Lord to Zerubbabel says this, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And you know, when you're fighting a battle, there's always a strategy. And of course, there's men in the field with their weapons, and they're going against their enemy. And before they can carry out anything, they have to take orders from their commanding officer. You know, there's generals in a war room, people that are plotting strategies against the enemy, and those orders and those strategies are handed down to the person in charge and ultimately goes out to those that are, you know, in the field, in the trenches. And, you know, when you're in the trenches of life, Sometimes you can't just do whatever you want to do. You've got to look to the person in charge or look to your authority or look to, in this case, the Lord to get your orders, to get your strategy, to get your battle plan. Exodus 14.14 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. A lot of times in what we call, what I use the term Christianese, we use the term be still. Wait. Be quiet. Be silent. And usually we use that term when it comes to prayer, when it comes to waiting before the Lord, when it comes to being still before God. And trying to tune in to what his Holy Spirit is speaking and tune into what his Holy Spirit is doing. You know, in the book of Psalms it says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm forty six ten. He says, Be still and know that I am God, and I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in all the earth. And sometimes we're facing situations that may get us a little worked up. They may give us anxiety. It may just weigh on our minds, weigh on our hearts. Sometimes it feels like we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders, depending on the situation that we're going into or what we're facing in our lives. But here we're told to be still and know that He is God. It's like God saying, hey, chill out for a minute. I'm in control. Just relax. 
I've got this. And he does. God's got this. God is in control. And if you're his child, that's what he's speaking to you. Peace, peace. Be still and know that I am God. Know that I've got this. You don't have to fear. The word says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But he's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us a sound mind. There's that be still, that stillness, that soundness in our mind, in our thinking, where we don't have to be so anxious. Paul told us, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. So we have to move out of that place of anxiety. Move out of that place of unsoundness. And move into soundness, move into stillness, move into a place where we allow Him to be God. Now, He's God anyways. But when I say the term allow Him to be God, I mean in our lives. Allow Him to take control. Give up our will and our plans and the way we want to do things and exchange it for His plans. And the way he wants to do things. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Exodus 14, 14. And it's like the Lord saying, I'll fight your battles for you. You don't have to fight your own battles. I'll fight them for you. You see, God is our mighty warrior. He's a victorious warrior. He doesn't keep silent. He's not still. Even though he tells us to, he doesn't. God doesn't lay down and let the enemy take over. But rather, he stands up. And if you've got the Holy Spirit in you, then you have the ability to let your spirit man, let the Holy Spirit inside of you stand up and take ground and face your enemy with the Lord's strategies. And God promises if we'll do things His way, we'll have victory. See, the problem is, is many times in our walk, many times on our journey, many times when we're dealing with things, we take things into our own hands. We react to it rather than act upon the word of the Lord. See, the book of Acts is called the book of Acts for a reason. It's not called the book of Reacts. It's the book of Acts. Because these men and these women that are highlighted in the scripture acted upon the Spirit of God, acted upon the Word of the Lord, and God met them in the middle of their situations with might, with power. See, He hasn't given you a spirit of fear. He's given you power, love, and a sound mind. Jesus said, I've given you all authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Well, why do we go through situations where we get hurt? Why do we go through situations where it seems like we're losing the battle? Because many times we're not. 
walking in the ways of God. Many times we're not taking the time to be still before God and get his battle plan, get his strategy. It's one thing to have faith and to believe in God. It's another thing to completely, wholeheartedly trust in the word of the Lord and give yourself completely to him. It does make a difference. That's why you see many people in the Christian walk living lives of defeat. And then you see others that seem like everything they touch turns to gold. They get blessed. They have victory. One group of people obey the Lord. The other group of people, maybe they don't. And of course, I'm not the judge. I, I can't tell you one from the other. I, I'm not the one that has the ultimate say or, or says ultimately where somebody's heart is with the Lord. Because we do, no matter how obedient we are, and no matter what we go through, we do still face tests. We do still face trials. We do still face situations in our lives where the enemy comes in to test us and to test our faith and see if we're devoted and faithful to God no matter what the situation looks like. So I'm not saying that if you have faith in God and you do everything right, then your whole life is going to be perfect and you're never going to have issues. Because I'd be a liar to tell you that. But what I am saying is that if you'll learn to be still and you'll learn to pray and you'll learn to listen to, A, the Bible, the Word of the Lord, and follow it, B, listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart as He leads you and guides you into all truth, and C, begin to surround yourself with wise counsel, people with no motives except to see you fulfill your destiny and purpose in God, if you'll begin to follow the Word of the Lord, You'll have more victories in your life. You'll have more blessings in your life. Because the Lord wants to fight your battle. Battles. Because there's not just one battle. But we go from one battle to the next. We go from faith to faith. Glory to glory. Victory to victory. You know, in war... If you look at all the accounts of war, there are many battles in the same war. There are battles in different places. And a lot of times troops go into one area and they fight and they fight and they're either conquered or they conquer. And then they move on to the next place and they begin to fight. And progressively, the goal is to take ground and to conquer and then they move on into the next place and take ground and to conquer. And see, from a battle perspective, from a war perspective, from a fighting perspective, we're told to fight this good fight. God wants us to take ground. God wants every place the soles of your feet tread for the fear of the Lord and the glory of the Lord and the name of the Lord to be declared. See, he wants to be in you to willing to do of his pleasure and to allow you to take ground every place that you go. 
to allow you to walk in victory. And it was that way throughout the Old Testament. It was that way throughout the New Testament. And you see different situations where God's people would go into a battle. And if they were right before the Lord and they did what the Lord said to do, they would be victorious. But they would go into a battle oftentimes and not listen to God. And unfortunately, the the outcome was tragic. The good thing about Jesus is even though we do have tragedies and we do have situations, God can take your tragedy and turn it into a testimony. God can take your mistakes where you missed the mark and turn your mistakes into miracles. It's about trust. Psalm 50 verse 3 says, Our God shall come and shall not keep silence, a fire devour before him, and it shall be very temptuous round about him. See, our God is a consuming fire. He says, If the Lord be for you, who can be against you? And when your enemies come at you one way, the Lord promises to send them scattering seven different ways. What I like to do, we're going to go into a time of worship, and then we're going to get back into this. I just want to give some place to the Lord. You know, one thing that God's people would do before they went into battle is they would send the worshipers out. And they would go before the army and they would worship the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord would come in and go before them. He would also come in behind them. Because the glory of the Lord would be their rear guard. The Lord would go before them to clear a path. To fight with the warring angels. And of course, ultimately, God's people would have victory. As they obeyed the Lord and walked in faith. So let's worship the Lord for a minute. And then let's go back into the word of the Lord.
All right, so we're back. So, you know, we've been talking about fighting a battle. And, you know, the same theme, we can see it in the New Testament, we can see it in the Old Testament. You know, even in 1 Samuel 17:47, it says, All this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. You know, God's people were confident enough to realize that all their human means, all their conventional attempts would not necessarily bring victory, but that if they trusted in the Lord, their enemy would be handed over to them. And you know, the enemy... The Bible says he seeks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. There's an enemy out there that's constantly waging a war for your soul. He's looking. And to put it in plain English, he wants to chew you up and spit you out, seeking whom he may devour. That's pretty much the bottom line. But, you know, even Daniel in the book of Daniel, faced a situation where a king put him to the test and actually threw him in the lion's den. And he had to stay there overnight. When they came to pick up his dead carcass off the ground, he was still alive. The lions did not devour him. Because the Lord was with him He had faith in his God That he'd be able to withstand Whatever the enemy had to throw at him And notice the Bible says Like a roaring lion It doesn't say that he is a roaring lion It says like and the enemy is constantly making noise, constantly trying to make things bigger than they are. But we're told in Scripture to magnify the Lord, not magnify our problems, not magnify our circumstances, not magnify our trials and tests. But we're to magnify the Lord. Well, the word magnify means to enlarge, to make bigger. And what God wants you to do when you're facing a battle, when you're facing a situation, is make him bigger than the situation. Well, how do you do that? You have to envision in your mind that the Lord is bigger. Truth is, he is bigger. But we have to see it. We have to envision it. We have to assimilate it in our hearts so that our faith can carry us into that battle or that circumstance or that situation. So we're told to magnify the Lord. When these men would go to war and they would put these worshipers before them, that's exactly what they were doing. They were lifting up banners. They were bringing in the musicians and the singers. And they were magnifying God. They were making him bigger. They were declaring that our God is bigger. Than our enemy And just like these men 
did when they draw to battle. You have to do the same thing. We we have to do the same thing. We have to lift up our banner. Well, what does that mean? Begin to worship the Lord and focus on who He is. Focus on the the benefits of God. Focus on the things that God says He is in your life. If you're facing sickness, you're facing a bad report from the doctor, well then begin to focus on God as your healer. Begin to read what the Bible says and declares over you as his child concerning healing, concerning wholeness, concerning breakthrough in your health. And then begin to lift up your banner. Begin to raise it up above your situation. See, when people use a banner, it's to draw attention to something. When people put up a banner or a sign, it's to advertise. Or it's to let people know this is what's going on here. And so when we lift up our banners spiritually and begin to proclaim who the Lord says he is in our situation, we're advertising for God. We're advertising to our enemy. We're declaring to everyone around us that this is what's going on here. The Lord our God is healer. Or the Lord our God is provider. Maybe you're facing a financial situation. And you need the Lord to come in and provide and bring provision. Well, the Lord says he's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. And that maybe that needs to be your banner. Maybe that needs to be what you magnify rather than the fact that your bills are piling up. Now, I will say this. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. That he gives us the ability to make wealth. So there's something we have to do. And God will co-labor with us and labor with us as we begin to put our best foot forward. He will begin to show himself as provider. Well, we do that in prayer. We do that in faith. We do that in our in our giving by saying, God, we trust you with what we have. We trust you with our substance. We trust you with our money. We trust you with our income. We trust you with our bills. So the Lord might want to be Jehovah Jireh, and your banner might need to be that, that you raise it high and say, this is what's going on here. And it may be in your health. So declare him as Jehovah Rophe, your healer. Begin to declare that by his stripes, I am healed, or we are healed, or whoever you're believing for healing in a situation, you begin to magnify the Lord instead of the problem. Focus on the promises of God instead of the problem. Maybe your situation is relational. And you need to magnify the Lord as the one who restores, the one who redeems, the one who reconciles. In your marriage, the Lord says, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. Maybe you need to begin to declare the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace over your marriage. You begin to declare the promises of God over your spouse. Maybe your situations with your children. 
you need to declare that the Lord has me, that, that no evil shall before follow me or my family. And begin to stand on the word of the Lord for your children. Whatever your situation is, wherever you are in your station of life, begin to magnify the Lord and declare that he is the one fighting your battles. He is your banner. He is your victory. He is the mighty warrior, the all-consuming fire that's burning up everything that's coming at you. You see how we fight is on our knees. We fight on our knees in prayer. We fight with our hands lifted up in worship. We fight declaring the word of the Lord, declaring his scripture, declaring what the Lord is speaking to your heart concerning your present situation because he is the one that's victorious. He is the one that says, I will not leave you or forsake you. He's the one that says, I will not fail you. Why do we have failures? A lot of times we can trace it back to something we did or something we didn't do. Something we did that the Lord said not to do or something we didn't do that the Lord said to do. I guarantee you if you begin to go back through your life and you begin to ask these questions, God, why? Where did this start? Why is this happening? What's going on? Most of the time, it was something something got misaligned. Something got out of whack. Something got out of God's order. We begin to do our thing instead of his thing. We begin to build our kingdom instead of praying his kingdom come. We begin to do whatever we will, whatever we wanted, instead of what God wills or what God wants. And many times it brings circumstance into our lives. And I can tell you, if it's just a test from the enemy and you're walking in the places you should be walking and you're being upright before the Lord and you're trusting in Him. Now, I'm not saying you have to be perfect. I'm just saying walk upright and trust in your God. And the Lord's given us some promises that He will see us through. So I want you to think about what you're facing today, what you're going through, or maybe things in your life are blessed. Maybe you're where you need to be. Maybe God is showing off on your behalf and he's blessing your socks off. There's somebody you know in your life that's going through something and they need God to fight their battles. Maybe you already know God's fighting your battles. And you're content in your station in life. You're you're content and at peace with where you're at and what's going on. And, and you know your God. Well, then begin to pray. Begin to stand. Begin to declare the word of the Lord over those people, over that family member, over that neighbor, over that coworker, over your spouse, whoever it is. Begin to stand and fight for them. Begin to pray that they would come to an understanding of who Jesus is as their Savior. Come to an understanding that God wants to be their Father. So that God will begin to fight 
the battle for those people. Salt and light. You know, we're not called to get blessed and get goosebumps and enjoy our life and then just keep it to ourselves. But we're called to declare the gospel, to share with others, to bring other people to the knowledge of the truth. We're told in the word of God to snatch people out of the fire. And if you're not in the fire, if you're not walking through a fire right now, then snatch somebody out of a fire. Stand in the gap and intercede. Be that watchman on the wall that we talked about and begin to pray. If they don't have a shield of faith and their sword lifted, then get your shield of faith and your sword lifted and begin to fight for them. Because that's what we do. We labor together. We bear each other's burdens. We stand in the gap for one another. And maybe you don't have anybody in your Christian journey, in your Christian walk. Maybe you're the only one and you feel like you're all alone and the only person you have is God. Well, in one sense, you're in a good place. Because when you all God is all you've got, and God is all you put your trust in, that puts God in a position to come through. But when you put your trust in man, well... Sometimes man, sometimes a woman, sometimes a person can't save you, can't can't fix it. Sometimes it's bigger than that, and you need a miracle from God. And then sometimes God will bring men and women into your life to help. He says he sends help from the sanctuary. And if you don't have a prayer support, you don't have anyone to speak into your life, that's why we're doing this. is to declare the word of the Lord, to help educate you and bring you to a place, bring you to the knowledge of the truth, so that you can stand in the day of adversity. So we're going to go into another song for a little bit. And maybe you're wondering why we worship so much on this broadcast. It's because we believe... In the power of prayer, we believe that worship can correct your focus. Worship can change some things as you magnify the Lord. He will show himself in your life bigger than your problems in the situations you face. So let's go into a brief time of worship. And I think we're going to go into prayer. We'll just see what happens. You're strong. 
Take that step out on the 
right. Well, welcome back. So we've still got about another 30 minutes to go. I know sometimes our shows might go for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. It really just depends on who's, you know, doing the show or what we have going on. But we actually have this one scheduled until 12.30 Central Time. So if you're listening on the East Coast, it'll be going until 1.30. If you're listening on the West Coast, it'll be going until 10.30. And so, you know, uh, we also have people, uh, from what I understand, just this month alone, we've had people listening in Canada, Malaysia, uh, the Philippines, uh, quite a few different places, China. So, you know, the reason we call this Prayer International is when we started doing this years ago, we wanted to create a prayer base and begin to pray for the nations, begin to speak and declare the Word of God to the nations. And we realized that, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes to just jump on a plane and go to the other side of the world. But fortunately, with technology and with social media, and with all these different tools that we have, we have the ability to do a broadcast and go to the four corners of the earth with it. Now, we know the earth doesn't really have corners, but when we say that, we're just saying, look, every part of the earth where there's uh, the ability to tune into the Internet, we now have the ability to just reach different countries, different nations, different people that are in different places, uh, really right from our own living rooms or houses or studios or wherever we are when we're doing the broadcast. There's been times even when we've been driving down the road and broadcasting in the car, and it's going out to the nation's. And so we're we're thankful for the ability to have this technology, to have the opportunity to share the gospel to the nations. And that's our heart. We want to be a prayer support. We want to educate people the word of God so they can grow in their faith and get closer to God. You know, the Bible in the book of Daniel says, they that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. And God wants to bring us to a place where we know Him, not know about Him, but actually know Him. How do we know Him? We know Him by His Word. The Word of God contains the heart of God. The Word of God, the Bible, declares God's heart and God's feelings and God's thoughts, God's laws. And so we try to make that first and foremost about what we do here. We don't want to just be a, another teaching station, another, you know, there, there's lots of information going out everywhere on TV, in churches, Bible studies, on the internet, on the radio. There's plenty of information. And so we don't want to just be an information station. But what we need is revelation. We need impartation. 
We need to have a revelation. We need to have experiential knowledge of who Christ is. We need to have experiential knowledge of what he's conveying in his word and be able to apply that to our everyday lives. Begin to assimilate that and see it play out in a real genuine way in our day-to-day lives. And I think a lot of times we can get so Christianese, we can use these buzzwords, we can, you know, even in our teaching we say, well, now everybody knows this story. But honestly, not everybody does. Not everybody knows the Word of God. We have a deficiency, even in the body of Christ, even among believers. Today, people just don't get into the Word. They don't know the Word. You know, we have teachers that teach from books, but they don't teach from the Bible. We have pastors that are giving out three points in a poem, but they're so Bible deficient that their church is spiritually starved, spiritually anemic. And so we do not want to err in that sense where we're not laying a foundation. See, the Bible says if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And so we want to make sure that we are laying a foundation, that we're laying some groundwork for you to build your life on the promises of God, to build your life on the Word of God. You know, the Bible teaches the person of Jesus and the principles of Jesus. The person of Jesus will get you to heaven. You accept Christ into your heart You turn your life over to, you give your heart to Jesus. That's the person of Jesus. The Bible teaches Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Revelation, and of course, all the New Testament both are full of references that Christ taught full of stories, mainly New Testament, full of stories about the person of Jesus Christ. And so you get to know Jesus by getting to know the Word and inviting Jesus into your life. See, the Bible says God is a spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You must receive the Spirit of God in your life for this to become a reality to you and not a history lesson, not just some words on a page. But the Bible says the Word of God is sharp, sharper than a two-edged sword. It's powerful. It's living and active. And in order for this to become alive, it's got to be spiritually discerned. Well, how does that happen? You receive the Spirit of Christ into your life, and your spirit becomes alive. You receive the Spirit of Christ into your life. You're full and filled with the Holy Spirit. And he, at that point, becomes your teacher and your comforter and your guide, leading you into all truth, making the word alive, making it real. 
They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The truth is the Bible, the principles of Jesus. Spirit, that's the person of Jesus. He's the one that's in the earth. And so we want you to experience the word of God on a, on a real level. We want you to experience his spirit and receive him into your heart and allow him to completely control your life because there's no other life than the Holy Spirit life, believe me. I've tried it my way, failed many times trying to do things in my own strength, trying to do things my own way. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. It's like we said earlier, don't do things in your own strength. God does not save by spear or sword. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And so you've got to stop doing things in your own strength. You've got to stop going your own way. You know, we we always think the word repent is such a bad thing, but repent actually means you're walking one way, and when you repent, it means you turn around and go in the opposite direction. That's one definition. And you may be going down your own path. You may have created your own plans and built up your own little kingdom and got your own little deal going. But listen, it's going to fail. It's going to fall short. And it's not going to produce the life that, that God wants you to experience. And that's why Jesus taught us to pray. He said, when you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What does that mean? It means to worship God. It means to hallow him. It means to set him apart. It means he is set apart from everything else in the earth and everything else in the heavens. We hallow God's name. We magnify his name. And we begin to declare his kingdom be established, his government be established, his ways and his purposes be established, not our own. And when you begin to pray like that, when you begin to confess like that, when you begin to give that confession and that declaration in your mouth, and you begin to speak it forth, it's like raising that banner that we talked about earlier. But saying, hey, everybody, God is in control. God's on this. It's his kingdom and his will, his power, his government, his ways. Maybe you think that's a little legalistic, but that's just a little too much. Well, you always have the option to do things your own way. But, you know, I would not want to go through this life, want to go through the circumstances and situations that I have to go through and go through them alone, go through them with people that may not have my best intentions in mind, that may not have what's best for me in their hearts. But, you know, God is always wanting the best for you. Better than you want for yourself. 
His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways are higher than your ways. That's a good thing. That's why we need to understand and know this Bible. They that know their God shall be strong. See, if you know your God, when things are beating you down and making you weak, making you doubt, making you distressed, Call upon the name of the Lord, and he can bring peace, and he can bring hope. He can bring assurance in your life that his ways are better than your ways. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And if God is your shepherd, you shouldn't want for anything. He'll work it all out. Shepherds lead Sheep follow And if the Lord is your shepherd He desires to lead and guide you With his Holy Spirit With his word of truth The psalmist said in Psalm 119 Thy word is a lamp unto my feet And a light unto my path Sometimes we walk into dark situations and we need a light to light our path. Sometimes we walk down a path and we're not sure which direction to go. But the Bible says the Lord directs your steps. So allow the Lord... To direct your steps Allow yourself To begin to cling to his word Dig deep into his word Hide his word in your heart So that you don't sin against him So you can have a clean conscience So that you can have a clean slate How do we get a clean slate? We apply the blood of Jesus We receive Christ and his forgiveness Into our lives We receive his righteousness. Remember we talked about that the other day, the breastplate of righteousness, that piece of armor. And as we walk upright before the Lord, he will truly fight our battles for us. So let's pray. We're going to probably go into a part three of this series Sometime later on this week We're going to kind of break down the armor a little bit more And go into more of a prayer mode Teach a little more about praying And praying through the armor of God See, sometimes if you have a gun, that's great But if you don't have any ammunition for it It's ineffective And it's one thing to want to pray and have a Bible in your hand, but if you don't know how to speak and declare the word, if you don't know how to pray, and you don't begin to pray, then sometimes all these tools and weapons that the Lord's given us can be ineffective because we don't know how to use them. And so we're going to talk about that on the next episode. What I'd like to do right now is Go into a time of prayer 
and then we'll probably close out with some worship. So if you're tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. You can find us on the website at www.prayerinternational.org. We also have a Facebook page under Prayer International. We also have a Blog Talk Radio spot under Blog Talk Radio slash Prayer International. If you need prayer requests, uh, if you have prayer requests or you need prayer, you can reach out to us by email. We're at prayerinternational at gmail.com. We try to keep it very simple. We try to make ourselves available. Also, Sean and myself, we're on Facebook. You can reach out to us directly on Facebook. We just want to be a prayer support. So let's pray. And again, feel free to send in prayer requests. You can message us, and we will respond, or we will definitely be praying. It may take us a little while to to respond, but we will be praying. So, Lord Jesus, right now we just thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that you are fighting our battles for us. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, that we're learning not to do things in our own strength. We're learning, Father, that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. And Father, teach us your ways. Teach us your ways. Teach us how to pray. Teach us what's in your heart. Show us, Lord. Your kingdom come and your will be done. Father, we ask that every person listening tonight, that you would truly work with all of us to bring us into a better situation, bring us into a deeper understanding of you and who you are and how we get through this life with you. Father, we pray, Lord God, we speak to every mountain right now and tell it to be cast off and thrown into the sea. We speak to every mountain right now, every trial that people are facing right now, Father, and we say, be the Lord of the breakthrough. Be the deliverer. Be the healer. Be the provider. Be the restorer. And bring everybody through their fires, through their trials, through their tribulations, through their circumstance. We pray, Lord, Help us to come out the other end of it. Father, help us with our fears and anxieties. Help us with our unbelief and our lack of faith at times. Lord, help us. Teach us how to pray, Lord. We just ask, Lord Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to experience you. Holy Spirit, answer by fire. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me, other words she's in time. Teach me how 
I think we're going to go ahead and close out. If you're listening tonight, you're listening to Pro International Radio on Blog Talk Radio. You can reach us on our Facebook page or go to our webpage at www.prayerinternational.org. And, of course, if you have any prayer requests, reach out to us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Have a wonderful night. Until next time. Keep your eyes on Jesus and trust in Him.